There's a word that's often bandied around in the church these days, and it's called postmodernism. It's a big word with even bigger implications. We are living into a culture that, while we may not be fully postmodern yet, is definitely moving in that direction. And it has some unique implications, I think, for the way that we begin to view the salvation process, especially among adolescents and younger adults. You see, many of these um, young adults, these high school and junior high students, have grown up in a culture which not only causes them to question everything, it really pushes them to say, can I find a place where I belong? So in my parents' generation, even in the early ages, or early part of my um, time growing up, we could often talk about the conversion process in the local churches happening in three steps, if you will. The first of those we might refer to is we're called to believe. And due to great evangelists like Billy Graham and Louis Palau and, and others, there were lots and lots of those opportunities for people to believe, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, to see the necessity of, of changing their hearts. And then they would find a local church, and in that local church, they were taught the customs. They were taught what proper behavior looked like, what it meant to be a part of this local faith community and the things that they were called to do. So we might refer to that step as behavior. There was a change in behavior called for, to fit in with this community, to be part of who we were. And then only after those first two criteria were met, then did they fully belong. That they now had the faith ascent, they had the change in lifestyle that allowed the rest of the community to say, you're one of us. And that's a great model. As I said, my parents went through it. In many ways, I can see people my own age who have gone through that. But I want to suggest that in a postmodern age, we might need to flip these things around. That for many postmodern individuals, and again, postmodernism isn't just an age issue. I've met 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds who think very postmodernly about life. What we find for many of those folk is that belief is not the first thing that they're willing to do. They desperately desire to find a community that practices what it says it believes. They're not willing simply to assent to something because someone else has invited them to believe something. What they are willing to do, though, is to begin to be part of a local community, one that lives out its faith on a daily basis. Because their contention is, if I don't see you doing this faithfully, if I don't see the community practicing what it says it believes, then why would I ever choose to believe it? And that often means that these folk are, one to going, are going to want to be engaged in all sorts of behavior that the church does, the practices, the activities of the church. You're going to find it somewhat odd and maybe theologically disconcerting when a person that you know to be a non-Christian but is exploring the faith gets in line to take of the daily Eucharist. And you're going to be asking yourself, how do I view this? Is it truly, as Wesley called it, a converting ordinance? And what does that mean? And they're going to ask to be part of the worship team, if they have those abilities, and to go on mission trips. And for some churches, again, those are hard things. But they're looking to figure out, where do I fit in? Is this a place I belong? After they feel that this is a place that they belong, you'll actually begin to notice a change in behavior they will begin to conform to the standards of that local community even without recognizing it because they want so desperately to belong to be a part of what's going on. 
And often, only after a period of time, sometimes a year, sometimes a year and a half, two years, whatever, then they may actually come to the point of fully assenting a belief in their forgiveness of sins and what Christ can do in their lives. So I want to challenge you to think about what that may look like in your local church as you work with postmodern individuals. I'm not asking you in any way to scrap what you've been doing. But what I am asking you to do is an and. Do what you've been doing and find ways for these postmodern individuals to come into faith, into community. Do the and of allowing them to be part of what your church is about, to live in that um, faith community in such a way that they have the ability to explore all the nuances and intricacies that are found therein, to explore what the church actually believes and just as importantly, what it practices. Because if it's saying one thing and doing something different, that's where we, they begin to see the hypocrisy and then want nothing to do with that. And then as they begin to be part of this community, I want to invite you to find ways to help them begin to move toward this point of belief. I'm sure all along the way you'll be through your preaching, through your teaching, through one-on-one -on -one discipleship, inviting them toward this relationship with Jesus Christ. But we have to remember that for many of them this isn't a instantaneous issue, but it's more of a longitudinal issue. Yes, there's eventually a point where they say yes to Jesus, but for many postmoderns, it's a much longer process to get to that yes than it may have been for their fathers or mothers. And so as you think about what good discipleship looks like in your community, can you find the way to be both and as opposed to either or? I'm convinced in this day and age that if we can't find the space for those individuals in our midst who desperately need the call of Jesus upon their lives, who need to experience his love, then the church as we know it will never die because it's God's church, but we're never going to be able to then be the missional church that we're called to be in terms of truly reclaiming the lives of those who need him most.